0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Kashmir Project. Today, I want to do something a little different from the usual. Instead of actually talking about the sort of things that India is doing, or the sort of things that Pakistan is doing, or any of the involvement of these two countries, I'd like to focus today solely on Kashmir. As in, what is going on over there? What is happening to the people? How are they reacting? And so on and so forth. So, to recap... It has now been 64 days since the Indian occupation first began. Currently, the Indian government is saying that life is returning to normal within Kashmir. There are reports that that is not so. However, in order to better assess the situation, let's see what's happening in Kashmir right now. So, ever since August 5th, when the Indian occupation began, a lot of things have been shut down. Businesses, schools, Colleges, government bodies, everything has been suspended. People are under curfew, and leaving their homes to go out on the streets is considered pretty dangerous. Now, the situation in Kashmir doesn't really bode well for the sort of industry that is over there. Kashmir is considered to be an extremely beautiful place. Since it is a valley surrounded by mountains and has beautiful lakes, gardens, orchards, And tons of amazing scenery. There's been a lot of tourism that has happened over the years over there. Despite its status as a nation that has been wrought with difficulties. Now in past years, tourism has been very strong within Kashmir. There have been a lot of people, international and local, who have come into Kashmir to spend their holidays and to check out the scenery over there. This has brought in quite a lot of revenue for the people that have been managing tourism. People who have guest houses, hotels, houseboats, etc. They accommodate tourists, and they get some really nice revenue. Enough so that they can make up for any shortfalls they have within the off-season. And that's how they basically spend their entire year. They make a little extra money during the holiday season to cover up for the entire year. Now in the past, people have profited off of tourism during special festivals such as Diwali and Dushara. Unfortunately, ever since India has suspended Kashmir's status as a protected state, tourism has taken a major hit. Naturally, people are not allowed to move in or out. The area is disputed there are curfews over there and that has brought about a very negative view of kashmir at this point in time so the beautiful valley right now is seeing little to no tourism no one from india or abroad is visiting the place and that is cutting into the tourism industry over there more specifically the locals that are managing tourism-based business and who rely on that income to make it through the year. Now, as we've stated before on the show, the economy of Kashmir is being hurt, and tourism in particular is taking a very strong hit. Normally, people would see 70% booking during Diwali and Dushera. Unfortunately, because of curfew and non-existent internet access it's become very difficult for the locals to arrange any sort of bookings or trips. Hoteliers are claiming that this is the first time in the last decade where hotels in Kashmir are without tourists, some going so far as to actually lock down their hotels. It's not because the people do not want to go there. They fear the sort of environment that is in Kashmir right now. Tourists are ready to go. People from India, people from Bengal, all sorts of people from all over India, they'd like to go to Kashmir to visit, to spend their holidays, to unwind and relax and enjoy the hospitality of the Kashmiris. And unfortunately, they're not able to do that. With the sort of dire situations within Kashmir, with the threat of militancy and political uprising and armed insurrection, a lot of people are very scared. They want to be able to visit, but they cannot. This is a situation that we need to improve as a collective. The second thing I want to talk about is the sort of environment there with regards to education. Now, since August 5th, schools and colleges and universities have been closed down. People are not going there. People are not being welcomed there. Schools have shut down completely. In a recent order from the government, schools were supposed to open on October 3rd. However, most of the classrooms still remain empty. The reason is because parents fear sending their children out into the streets and attend school. They fear for their safety, which is why there are little to no children currently still going to school despite the fact that schools are open. That's the sort of terror that is in the air right now in Kashmir. In the face of that, there have been community centers that have opened up that promote education within the valley. People are opening up small initiatives where children come as a collective and they attempt to study, they attempt to learn something. This has been working because those community centers for learning are actually within the neighborhood and makes it a little bit safer. It also helps with parent supervision where they can come in and check on their children at any time. Even in these situations, we do find hope within Kashmir. We do find them still fighting and struggling to make their lives better, to make their future a lot better. Due to the communication and information blockade within the valley, there's also been a lot of issue with stories that have been coming out of Kashmir. A lot of journalists are saying that the communication blockade for the past two months has hurt them a lot. And journalists within Kashmir staged a protest on Thursday, October 3rd, where they demanded free access to internet and communication in a sit-in. The members of the Kashmir Press Club participated in a peaceful protest. Their views are that the communication blockade is an attempt to muzzle the press in the valley. And as we've seen, stories that have come out of Kashmir have been few and far between. It's very difficult to get information out of there due to the information blockade. Because of that, stories about people, about their struggles, about their fight, they haven't reached the international community. This is also affecting the livelihood of the journalists within the valley. They're not able to earn a living, and they're not able to do their jobs. Therefore, they're not able to feed themselves and their families. The support that these journalists get is practically non-existent. The protesting journalists have claimed that there have been no clear answers from the government as to why it has barricaded the Kashmir journalist fraternity under a communication blockade. They demand that the government come up with an answer on how long the crackdown on news would continue. They want to know how long they will be kept silence. As far as normal life goes within Kashmir, things are looking difficult. Currently, we are in October. Winter is fast approaching. And in places like the Kashmir Valley, winters are actually very serious. Because of the sort of environment within Kashmir right now, it's become difficult for people to go out and get supplies for the winter. Namely, clothes. Markets are more or less shut down. People are rushing to buy clothes for the winter. And with mobile and internet services still down, getting in touch has been really difficult. It also does not help the fact that public transport is off the roads at this point. People are not able to move about freely. And a lot of politicians are currently under house arrest. Now, this is the sort of thing that we hear about a lot, but we don't really realize how grave it is. Society has more or less broken down within Kashmir. It's struggling to stay rigid. But things are very difficult right now. With winter fast approaching, things are going to be even more difficult. People are going to want food, clothing, heat, shelter. And it will slowly get even more frustrating for all of Kashmir to be able to deal with this situation. Right now, the voices of the Kashmiris are not being heard. They aren't able to communicate with people. They aren't able to share anything with the outside world. Their access to the internet has been cut off, which is a very crucial lifeline in today's age. Because of this one issue, Kashmir is currently in the dark. It is in a black zone of sorts. Kashmir needs the sort of empathy that we would give to our own. It is currently being restricted, forced into a corner and become silent and obey. And that is something that we should not stand for as a people, as a nation. In today's world, where a lot of PC culture is the norm, where being restricted is looked at as a sign of oppression we can't stand by while kashmir faces the brunt of those exact things we cannot profess to be standing up for justice standing up for what is right when we see these things and are unable to do anything about it when we let kashmir be like this in the interest of the kashmiris and for people all across the world we need to unite We need to talk about the things that are happening. We need to push for people to do something. For life to come back to normal for the Kashmiris. For things to be better. I believe that there is absolutely nothing that takes priority over human life. The lives of the Kashmiris are sacrosanct and we need to be able to treat them like that. We need to give them their rights. We need to let them breathe. We need to let them stand. And we can do this together. As we've seen before, there are elements in play. There are movements happening. If things work out, Kashmir can go back to normal. Things can be de-escalated. And the average Kashmir can walk down the street without the fear of their life. This is going to be an effort of community. This is going to be something we have to do together. It's not the responsibility of one nation or one person. The international community has to come together for this very issue. And whatever is in the past of anyone speaking is irrelevant. Because what we are looking at right now is today. Today, Kashmir is being choked, is being silenced, gagged, and it needs to speak. It needs to be free. It is a free nation and does not deserve what is happening to it right now. I urge you, dear listener, to stand up for Kashmir. Any sort of talk, any sort of activity that is in support for the people of Kashmir, please go ahead and engage in them. If there are protests, engage in them. If there is talk, engage in it. Spread the message. Talk about it. Talk about it wherever you can. Talk about it everywhere that you can. In your WhatsApp groups, on your Twitters, on your LinkedIn profiles, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Tumblr, on Instagram, everywhere. Everyone needs to be doing something about this. Because if we don't stand up for human life right now, then we might as well not even call ourselves human. Kashmir needs us at this point, and we need to be there for them. With that, I would like to end. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time.